0: He's... he's just sitting there. With a horrible smile on his face. He looks inhuman. The door must come down. Right. Together, then. I'm uh, yeah. <coughs> yes. again. Uh,
1: now, this time.
0: So, was the sign of the four again to be the sign of death? A further mystery for my friend Sherlock Holmes. My name is Watson, Dr. Watson, and I was privileged to share the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. First, I will refresh your memory on the case so far, and then I will tell you what happened next in our investigation... ...of the sign of the four. Concerning the disappearance of her father, Captain Morstan, ten years earlier. Each year since then, she had been receiving through the post a single large pearl. And now the anonymous sender had expressed a wish to meet her we accompanied her to the rendezvous and heard from an eccentric fellow, Sir Dear Sholto, how his father and Captain Morstan had gained a fabulous treasure, which had disappeared after both their deaths. Now it had been rediscovered by his brother, Bartholomew Salto, whom we were to visit to claim Miss Morstan's rightful share. Arriving at Bartholomew's house, we found him sitting in a chair Horrible smile on his face and quite, quite dead. Oh, what on earth does it all mean, Mr. Holmes? It means murder. Murder? Ah, just as I expected. Look here, Watson. Mm-hmm. Stuck in the skin just above his ear. A long, dark thorn. Mm. Be careful. It's poisoned. Poisoned? Oh, what a fantastic mystery. On the contrary, my dear Watson. I only require a few missing links and I shall have an entirely connected oh, case. Oh! 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 Mr. what is it? The, the treasure! It's gone! Are you sure? Oh, there is the hole in the ceiling. We lowered it through. I helped him to do it. I left him here last night and I heard him lock the door. The treasure was locked in this room with him. What time did you leave? It was ten o'clock. Oh, dear me. Now the police will suspect me of having a hand in it. Take my advice, Mr. Sholto. Drive down to the police station and report the matter. The the police station? Offer to assist them in every way. We shall wait here until you return. But I. Please do as I say. It will be for the best. Oh, very well. I suppose you know best. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Now, Watson, we have a little while to ourselves. Let us make good use of it. Very well, Holmes. In the first place, let us consider how these folk came and how they went. Now, uh, Sholto reckoned the door hasn't been opened since last night. Then how about the window? No, mm-hmm. oh, it's fastened on the inside. Solid framework. I'll just <coughs> open it. Mm. No water pipe, dear roof quite out of reach yet a man mounted by the window Uh, how do you know here is the print of a foot in the mold upon the sill and here is a circular muddy mark see here again on the floor and here again by the table but that's not a foot mark it's something much more valuable to us these are the impressions of a wooden stump a wooden leg man but there's been someone else here Oh. Could you scale that fall yourself? Mm, let's see. Ooh, certainly not. A good 60 feet from the ground and not a foothold all the way. But supposing you had a friend up here who lowered you that good stout rope, which I see in the corner. Mm-hmm. Then, if you were an active man, you might swarm up wooden leg and all. Of course, you'd depart in the same fashion, and your ally would draw up the rope, shut the window, secure it from the inside, and depart in the way that he originally came. Yes, but look here, this, this accomplice, how did he get in? The door's locked, the window is inaccessible. Did he come down the chimney? The grate's much too small. Well, then, how? My dear Watson, how often have I said to you that when you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. He didn't come through the door, the window, or the chimney. He couldn't have been concealed in the room as there is no concealment possible. Then where did he come from? Through the hole in the roof. Of course he did. Now, if you will have the kindness to hold the lamp for me, we shall now extend our researches to the secret room above, where the treasure was found. Can you can you manage to get up? Hey, I I fancy I can just get up. Hey, help me on this rafter. Ah, uh, good. Now I'm coming up too. Can you yep. uh. Oh, there There you are, you see? Oh, there's a flat (laughs) door leading out onto the roof. I fancy I can press it back. Yes. And the roof slopes at a gentle angle. Ah, this is how he got in then. Now let's see if we can find some other traces of this queer individual. It doesn't look as though this place had been entered for years. (laughs) Oh, dust. Ah, but even dust has its uses. Look at these footprints. As clear as we could wish. But these are the prints of a child's naked foot. Holmes, a child has done this horrid thing. Come along, Watson. There's nothing more to be learned here. Mm -hmm. If my memory hadn't failed me, I should have been able to forestall this. Uh, uh, Yes. Now, where do I put my lens? Uh, here it is. Oh, thank you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're certainly in luck. What is it now? Our naked-footed friend has had the misfortune to tread in this creosote that has leaked out of the cowboy there in the corner. You can see the outline of the edge of his small foot here. What well, then? Why? We've got him, that's all. I know a dog that would follow that scent to the world's end. Hello. Here come the accredited representatives of the law. (laughs) Now, before they come, Watson, just put your hand here on this poor dead fellow's arm. Yes. And here, on his leg? Yes. What do you feel? Muscles are as hard as a board. Quite so. They're in a state of extreme contraction, far exceeding the usual rigor mortis. Coupled with this distortion of the face, what conclusion would it suggest to your mind? Oh, death from some powerful vegetable alkaloid. Some strychnine like substances which uh, produce tetanus. As you saw, I discovered a thorn which had been driven or shot with no great force into the scalp. You observed that the part struck was that which would be turned towards the hole in the ceiling if the man were erect in his chair. Uh. Now, examine this thorn. You go first, Mister Hmm, It looks as though some gummy substance has dried on it. Quite, sir. But is that an English thorn? Oh no, no, it certainly is not. Then with all these data, you should be able to draw some inference. I the regular, so the auxiliary forces need better retreat. Here's a pretty business. The house seems to be as full as a rabbit warren. Ah, Mister Jones, you must recollect me. Indeed I do. It's Mr. Sherlock Holmes, the theorist. <laughs> <laughs> Remember you? I'll never forget the business get jewel case. Ah, But uh, what's all this? Bad business. Stern facts here. No room for theories. Lucky I happened to be out at Norwood on another case. What do you think the man died of? Oh, this is hardly a case for me to theorize. About. No, no. Still, we can't deny that you hit the nail on the head uh, sometimes. Uh, door locked, I understand. Jewels worth half a million missing. How was the window? Fastened. But there are footmarks on the sill. Well, if it was fastened, they could have had nothing to do with the matter. Oh. Oh, I see. Ah, I've got it. These flashes come upon me at times. Uh, just step outside, Sergeant. Yes, sir. And you, please, Mr. Shoto? Oh, very well. I shall go mad. I'm sure so I shall go mad. Inspector, this is my friend Dr. Watson. How are you? He's assisting me. May he remain? Yes, yes, I suppose so. Uh, now, Mr. Holmes, Sholto was with his brother last night. The brother died in a fit, and Sholto walked off with the treasure. How's that? Upon which the dead man very considerately got up and locked the door on the inside. Mm, Yes, yes, there's a flaw there. You're not in possession of all the facts eh? This splinter of wood, which I have every reason to believe to be poisoned, was in the man's scalp, where you still see the mark. There, you see? Ah, yes. This card inscribed the sign of the fall was on the table. How does all that fit into your theory? If this splinter's poisonous, the deus may well have made murderous use of it card carded some hocus-pocus, blind as like as not. I see. The only question is... Oh, there is a question, then. The question is, how did he get out? Ah, oh, of course! There's a hole in the roof. You see? Facts are better than theories, after all. There's a trap door communicating with the roof, and it's partly open. I opened it. You? Oh, well, uh, no matter. It shows how our gentleman got away. Sergeant, yes, sir, ask Mr. Sholto to step this way. This way, sir, if you please. Mr. Thaddeus Sholto? Yes. It's my duty to inform you that anything which you say may be used against you. I arrest you in the Queen's name as being concerned in the death of your brother. Oh, then I. Didn't I tell you what they would say. Don't trouble yourself, Mr. Sholto. I think I can engage to clear you of this charge. Oh, you can, Mr. Holmes. Don't promise too much, Mr. Theorist. You may find it a harder matter than you think. Not only will I clear him, Mr. Jones, but I'll make you a free present of the name and description of one of the two people who were in this room last night. His name, I have every reason to believe, is Jonathan Small. He's small and active with his right leg off. ...and wearing a wooden stump which is worn away on the inner side. He's been a convict. (laughs) As for the other man... Ah, the other man. He is a, a, a rather curious person. I hope before very long to be able to introduce you to the pair of them. Oh, a word with you, Watson, please. Yes, coming home. Watson. You must escort Miss Morston home. Oh, delighted. Then I want you to go to number three, Pinchin Lane. Yes. Down near the water's edge at Lambeth.
1: Uh-huh.
0: The third house on the right hand side is a bird suffers. Sherman is the name. Sherman, yes. Knock old Sherman up and tell him with my compliments that I want Toby at once. You'll bring Toby back in the cab with you. Toby? <laughs> A queer mongrel with the most amazing power of scent. (laughs) I'd rather have Toby's help than that of the whole detective force of London. He's always welcome. Uh, Uh, Step in, sir. Uh, Just keep clear of the here, sir. He bites. Uh, Now, sir, what was it, Mister Sherlock Holmes? wanted. He wanted a dog of yours. Ah, that would be Toby. Yes, yes. Toby was then. Toby lives at number seven on the left here. Thank you. Well, Mr. Sherman, I'm much obliged. Come along, Kirby. That's a good fellow. Ah, you have him then, Watson. Lead the dog here and come up. Yes, i better time to this bannister, I suppose. Oh, boy. <laughs> Unprepossessing brute, isn't he? <laughs> ah, Toby and I understand one another. Oh, Sergeant, lend me your balls, out, please. Certainly, sir. Thank you. Now well, then, I must kick off my boots and socks. Uh, oh, uh, Watson. Yes? Yeah? Just carry them for me, will you, please? Where to, Holmes? I'm going to do a little climbing. Oh, yes, and I must uh, dip my handkerchief into this creosote. There. That'll do. Now, come up through the hole in the ceiling with me for a moment. Uh, Do you observe anything noteworthy about these footmarks? Well, they belong to a child or a small woman. Apart from the size, what's the chief difference? Well, your toes are all crammed together. The other print has each toe distinctly separated. That is the point. Now, would you kindly step over to that roof window and smell the edge of the woodwork? I shall stay over here, as I have this handkerchief in my hand. Yes. Thank you, yes, this is a strong, tarry smell. That's where he put his foot in getting out. If you can trace him, I should think Toby will have no difficulty. Thank you. (laughs) Now, while I get out onto the roof, you run downstairs and wait for Toby in the garden below. Farewell, Holmes. Do you, Watson? Yes, um. Have you got the dogs? Well, I'll let him loose. This port of fight feels pretty fun. So, so here, goes. Uh, no, no, no. Care, careful, Holmes. Huh? Oh, do be careful. Oh, well done. My boots and stockings, if you please? There you are. <laughs> Thank uh, you. It was easy to follow his course across the roof. No. Oh, Tiles were... Well, loosened the whole way, and... Oh, yes. In his hurry, he... he dropped this. Some sort of a pouch made out of beads. Yes. Uh, anything inside? Uh, ah, uh, some more of those thorns, and... They're hellish things. Now, Watson, is your leg a six-mile trudge? Certainly. Yes, here you are, doggie. <laughs> Good old Toby. Smell it, Toby, smell it. What's that you're showing you, Holmes? A handkerchief with a clear set on it. <laughs> and watch him go! What? what? Come on, Watson. He's going to set us a set face. Well, I think we, think we can allow ourselves a breather. Oh, we've had no very no really heavy rain since yesterday. They had 28 hours passed, but their sense will still lie upon the road. Holmes, how could you describe the wooden leg man with such confidence? The simplicity itself. Two officers were in command of the convict guard. Mm -hmm. Learned an important secret to Sibeli's treasure. A map drawn for them by an Englishman named Jonathan Small. Jonathan Small? you remember we saw the name on the chart Miss Molston showed us? Oh, that's right, yes. Small had signed it on behalf of himself and his associates. Sign of the four, he somewhat dramatically called it. Ah, yes. Well, aided by this child, the officers or one of them gets the treasure and brings it to England. Now then, why didn't Jonathan Small get the treasure himself? The answer is obvious. Oh? Uh, is it? You haven't a pistol with you, have you? No, I have my stick. Hmm. I shall leave Jonathan to you, but if the other turns nasty, I shall shoot him dead. Come along now, Toby's anxious to be getting on. Well, he's baffled again. There's nothing but the river from here. Yes, but well, out of luck, they've taken to a boat. Stolen it? No. These fellows are sharper than I expected. Hey, hey!
1: Oh, uh, what man! You can't mess with me, come back to be what? Come back, you knees. If you're honest i
0: didn't like that. He let us hear about it. Oh, dear little chap. A fine child, Mrs. Smith. Oh, this, sir,
1: is that. Here, how do you know my name? The, the signboard over your door, Mordecai Smith. Oh, that. Uh, away, is he? I wanted to speak to Mr. Smith. Oh, he's been away since yesterday morning, sir. But if it was about a boat, sir, maybe I could serve as well. I see from the board that he has a steam launch. Uh, that's what I'd like to have. Why, bless you, sir, it's in. The steam It's gone. That's what puzzles me. I know there ain't more coal in than would we'll take her to a bad village and back. He might
0: have bought some at a wharf down river.
1: He might, sir, but it weren't his way. Many a time I've heard him go on about the prices they charge for a few odd bags. Besides, I don't like that wooden-legged man with his ugly face and outlandish talk. Uh, a wooden-legged man? Raised him up yesterday night, he did.
0: Oh, then I'm unlucky, Mrs. Smith. Oh, I wanted a steam launch, and I've heard good reports of the... Um, oh, let me see. What is her name? The
1: Aurora, sir. Ah, oh, yes,
0: of course it is. Yes. Uh, She's not an old green launch for the yellow line, uh, very broad on the beam.
1: No, indeed. She's as trim a little thing as any on the river. Black with two red streaks. Ah, oh, yes,
0: yes, yes. Well, I I hope you'll soon hear from Mr. Smith. I'm going down the river. If I should see anything of the aurora, I shall let him know that you're uneasy. Uh, a black funnel, you say? Uh, no,
1: sir. Black with a white band.
0: Oh. Oh, of course, yes. Uh, uh, it was the sides which were black,
1: well, uh, good morning, Mrs.
0: Smith. Good morning, sir. Clever. The main thing with people of that sort is never to let them think their information can be of the slightest importance to you. If you do, they'll instantly shut up like an oyster. Well, our course seems pretty clear now. What would you do, then? So I would engage a launch and go down the river on the track of the Aurora. My dear fellow, it would be a colossal task. She may have touched at any wharf on either side of the stream between here and Greenwich. Destroy the police, then. Worse and worse. And what are we to do, then? I want you to take a hansom and return to to his owner with my compliments. Then drive home, have some breakfast, and get an hour's sleep. It's quite on the cards that we may be afoot tonight again. Very well. I must send a wire. To whom? You remember the Baker Street Irregulars whom I employed in our study in Scarlet King? Oh, those little ragamuffins. This is just where they might be invaluable. The wire will be to my dirty little Lieutenant Wiggins. I expect he and his gang will be with us before I have time to finish my breakfast. they can report to you Wiggins and you to me I cannot have the house invaded in this way ah, report, sir. Stay around, I'm warning you. However, it's just as well that you should all hear the instructions now then I want to find the whereabouts of a steam launch called the Aurora black with two red streaks funnel black with a white band owner Mordecai Smith she's downriver somewhere is that clear? Yes, Governor. The old scale of pay and a guinea to the boy who finds the boat. Hey! Thank you, Governor. Oh, here's a day in advance. Now, off you go. Oh, thank you, Governor. Come on, you lot all out. Hey! Hey! i quite down that uh, Come on, all of you. Horrible rebel, all right. <laughs> if the launch is above water, they'll find her. In the meanwhile, we can do nothing. You going to bed, Holmes? No. I'm not tired. I never remember feeling tired by work, though idleness exhausts me completely. Now I'm going to think over this queer business to which our fair client has introduced us. Wooden-legged men are not so common, but I should think the other men must be absolutely unique. Oh, that other man again. Diminutive footmarks, toes never fettered by boots, naked feet, great agility, small poisoned dart. Now, what do you make of all this? Perhaps he's one of those Indians who associated with Jonathan Small. Hardly that. Some Indians are small men, but none could have left such marks as that. Now, let's consult the gazetteer. Ah, then, what have we here? Antenna, too far. Andes, no. Andaman Islands, situated 340 miles to the north of Sumatra and the Bay of Bengal. Ah. <clears throat> a moist climate, coral reef, sharks, convict barrels. Ah, the Aborigines of the Andaman Islands may perhaps claim the distinction of being the smallest race upon this earth. The average height is rather below four feet. They are fierce, morose, and intractable people, though capable of forming most devoted friendships. Now then, listen Eesh. to this. Their feet and hands are remarkably small. They've always been a terror to shipwreck crews, braining the survivors with their stone-headed clubs or shooting them with their poisoned dart. That's amiable, fellow. Watson, you look darned. Uh. Why not lie down there on the sofa and see if I can put you to sleep?
1: Huh? Oh, well, um, Holmes. <laughs> I don't mind bit. I could do with a few wigs. Oh.
0: Dear Watson. I, I hope... You've slept soundly. Uh, I was afraid our talk would wake you. Talk? I, I heard nothing. Oh, Wiggins has just been up to report. He says no trace can be found of the launch. Look, can I do anything? I'm, I'm perfectly fresh now. We can only wait. If we go ourselves, the message might come in our absence, and that would cause delay. Yes, but... Well, oh, you can do what you will, Watson. But I must remain on guard. Well, then I shall uh, run over to Camberwell and call on Mrs. Cecil Forrester. She, uh asked me to yesterday. On Mrs. Cecil Forrester. I see. Uh, well, of course, on uh, Miss Morstan, too. Ah. Uh, they were anxious to hear what's happened. I understand. I wouldn't tell them too much, though. Women are never able to be entirely trusted, not the best of them. What's the trophy sentiment, Holmes? Don't be too late back, my dear Watson. I expect to hear something definite before the night, sir. The four was one of the Sherlock Holmes stories by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. We're presenting it in three parts, and you have just been listening to part two. My name is Norman Shelley. My friend Carlton Hobbs played the part of Sherlock Holmes, and I was Dr. Watson. Michael Hardwick wrote the script for this BBC production from London. And of course, I look forward to the pleasure of your company again very soon the third and last part of The Sign of the Fall.